All right, everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Let's start locked on MLB. You are locked on MLB. Daily MLB Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Hello, live streamers. I see there's someone already in the chat there. And welcome to Locked On MLB. This is the, well, more than daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Here is, where's my lower third? There it is. I'm going to scratch my nose and tell you, you can call me Sully. I am an Emmy-dominated television producer who has been a podcaster here on the Blockdown Podcast Network for over the last four years. I've done podcasting for over a decade, been locked down here. And you can follow us at Lockdown and Milby Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. You know, this is supposed to be the off-season. This is the time which is supposed to be sort of a lighter load here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. This will be my third episode dropped within 24 hours. Three episodes within 24 hours in December. Okay? Now, there may be a couple of days I miss towards the end of the month. And you say, where's my podcast? Remember... There was a day in December where you got three podcasts. And it's funny. Uh, I record the podcasts that are dropped um, on on Wednesday with Paul Holden. Uh, we recorded that a few days in advance. And I put it on there so I could say, hey, I know I got a podcast for Wednesday. I may be able to take that day off. So naturally, Aaron Judge signs in the afternoon. I do an emergency podcast. I know I had a few tech problems there, but I had to get that one on there. Great. All right, I'm ready and ready to go to bed. Been checking Twitter all day. Xander Bogarts has signed with the San Diego Padres. And I said, Am I really going to go to bed without addressing this here on the Lockdown Podcast Network? Am I really going to do that? I got a very busy day at work tomorrow. And I'm not going to be able to podcast in the middle of the day. I'd rather have people wake up because there's a lot of people when the news of this hit, it was pretty late here in Los Angeles County. So it was wicked late to speak of the parlance of Bostonians on the East Coast. So there's going to be a lot of people who are going to wake up in Weymouth and Lexington and Weston and Wayland and Wellesley and Sudbury and Lincoln and Attleboro in Newton, in Framingham, Kachichuit, Natick. I'm just going to keep naming towns in Massachusetts. In Everett, in Somerville, in Danvers, they're all going to wake up and realize that it is the end of the Xander Bogart era. By the way, someone who is up is friend of the podcast, listener, there's Travis Rowe. Is it Rowe or Rowe? I don't, I don't know. He's on Cape Cod right now. Uh, how you doing, Travis? Uh, let me know phonetically how it's pronounced there in the chat. Um, yeah, let's just get down to the, the brass tacks here. 
the uh, in some ways I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite as a uh, a native New Englander uh, grew up with the Red Sox, feeling a little upset that the Red Sox did not resign him. Here's where I'm a little bit of a hypocrite: is that earlier I said, or in, in in several early shows, I've said that when you're in the free agency era and you give 10 seasons with one team, you really can't ask for more than that. You know, you can't ask for more than that. And Xander Bogarts played his first game with the Red Sox in 2013, and he gave them 10 seasons. Now, it wasn't 10 complete seasons. He only played a handful of games in 2013, but I am going to count that because he was part of the team that won the World Series. And he started, by the end of the year, he was the starting shortstop, supplanting Stephen Drew, and became a big part of why the Red Sox won that World Series. They actually moved over to third base at some point. So when Stephen Drew was playing short, he would play third. Sandra moved over to third. Middlebrooks would play third. Uh, uh, Bogus moved over to short. Middlebrooks would play third. You know what I'm saying. What I'm saying is Bogarts essentially gave Red Sox fans a decade and a pair of World Series titles. Yes, Houston Astros fans, as I am legally obligated to say, I know the Red Sox were cheating as well in 2018, so there's a cloud hanging over that title as well. Guess what? Bogarts was part of the 2013 title. Let's talk about the logistics initially. It was $280-something million over... 11 seasons. Now, 11 years is a long, long time. 11 years is a long time. And I do understand why the Red Sox might have said, all right, 11 years is a bit much. He'll be 40 years old uh, at the end of the contract. I I, I understand that. But I'm going to be positive first. By the way, uh, Donovan uh, Burrow is a big Yankee fan who follows us says, I am so shocked as a Yankee fan. Yeah, well, you got, the Yankees got their guy. Aaron Judge got signed to a, uh, I think, it, what was it, the final one? Four hundred-year contract that uh, Aaron Judge signed? Well, let's let's just, let's praise the Padres for a second. Because there's going to be a lot of people blaming Bloom, the general manager of the Red Sox and everything like that. Let's praise the Padres for a second, shall we? The Padres have one job right now. The Padres are playing in San Diego, just a little bit down. But if I got on the the five right now, as I'm in Southern California, it'll take me a couple hours driving south, and I could be to San Diego. About as beautiful a city as you'll ever see in your life, and one of the best ballparks in baseball. Petco Park is outstanding. So. The Padres are a um, are the only major league city that only has a baseball team. Uh, a slight caveat there: I can say Oakland, Oakland, and San Diego are the only markets where it's baseball only. Now, Oakland, as as someone as I am very familiar with the Bay Area. Um, Oakland is in the Bay Area, uh, and the Warriors left Oakland to go across the Bay to San Francisco. Obviously, they lost the Raiders. The A's have that last bit of 
pride of the East Bay, and we all know it's probably the countdown is probably over there. So Oakland and San Diego essentially are the only baseball-only markets. But San Diego isn't sharing its region with anybody. There's a bridge connecting Oakland to San Francisco. There's San Diego is its own market in the middle of, of this little section of Southern California that they are. And so there is a sense as this team is playing for a fan base that's lost their basketball team and their football team to Los Angeles. Uh, basically, their job is to win a World Series title. The city of San Diego is dying for a championship, screaming for a championship, crawling for a championship. And the ownership is looking at it now and said, let's do it. Let's go. We've got to do this. And you take a look at what they've done. And Ray Garcia, by the way, just put this. He said, um, what does he say? This is a World Series or bust for the Padres. They need the, they need the chip. I mean, the championship within two years. If not, this contract will look silly. Uh, the Padres have $1.5 billion on four players. I get what you're saying there, but here's the deal, Ray. They are going for it. They are going for it, and they realize that they have to go for it. They've made the investment on Machado. They've made the investment trading away the players to get Juan Soto. And they can't fall short. They got to within three wins of the World Series this year. They got to get to the World Series and win it. The only time the Padres have ever won the World Series was in the made-for-TV movie The Kid from Left Field with Gary Coleman. And even that was a long time ago in 1980. Padres have to win now. They have done, they have now put the stake in the ground where they know that these contracts can come back to bite them in the butt. They know that. So if they're going to do this, let's do it. And this should be a lesson for the teams that cry poverty, for the teams that say, oh, we're a small market, we can't compete, blah, 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 blah. Take a look at right now. How can a small market like Boston possibly compete with the big spenders in the big media markets like San Diego? Huh? They're saying, San Diego is saying to their fans, we understand. We are going to get you Generation Towns. Since the beginning of the 2019 season, they have acquired three generational talents. Three. Manny Machado, Juan Soto, and Xander Bogarts. And they're doing that in a pitcher's ballpark. And, you know, that's, they have a good team now. And they're gunning for the Dodgers. They're gunning for the Astros. They're gunning to win a championship. If they win a championship, if they win a title, in San Diego, that will be the, the title that is talked about forever amongst San Diego fans. Forever. And Donovan Burrell, you break up a good point. Not only uh, are San Diego, the Rangers are doing it both with small markets. Here's, what I'll, here's where I will um, uh, take you to task a little bit, Donovan Burrell. I don't think Dallas is a small market. I don't think Dallas is a little town, okay? That's a gigantic city with lots of money. 
San Diego is a decent sized city, but the the market around it. I mean, you write down Dallas Fort Worth right there. It's a gigantic market and what encompasses it. Made this point before. South of San Diego is Mexico. And the Dodgers are much bigger than the Padres in Mexico. West of San Diego is the ocean. East of San Diego is the desert. North of San Diego is Los Angeles. That's a pretty small market. And yet they're saying, hell with it. We've got lots of money. Let's start spending it. Let's win. Let's win the damn thing. And if they don't win the damn thing, that might be a disappointment. But at least San Diego fans can look up and say, our ownership wants to do it. They're not hoarding prospects. They're not crying poverty. And boy, oh boy, think about, I, I mentioned that, Don Brell, the south of the border is Mexico. Think about Bob Melvin, the whiplash he must be feeling after a decade of managing in Oakland where the minute anyone asks for anything above minimum wage, they get traded away. And Melvin was still able to you know, Rubik's Cube it together and get teams over and over again into the postseason with them constantly trading players on him. They got him to the playoffs in 2012, 2013, 2014, uh, let's see, 2017. No, no, 20, sorry, 2018, 2019, 2020. And with different casts almost every year. Now he looks up, and since he arrived, he, they, he, he got there, and Manny Machado was already there. Since he arrived, since he arrived, they brought in Xander Bogarts and Juan Soto. Two players who are not only young, legitimate all-stars, but have World Series pedigree. So, good for the Padres. And Travis Rowe, uh, Travis Rowe, sorry, uh, says, I wonder if the Padres win it, other teams will look to move into San Diego as well. Other sports will look to move into San Diego as well. I don't know, maybe. I don't think that uh, a World Series title will affect that either way. I think that the Chargers screwed up. Nobody wanted the Chargers to move. L.A. didn't want the Chargers and the San Diego fans didn't want him to move. Um, uh, Ray Garcia writes, I believe San Diego is ranked 26 in market size. Boston was ranked number two. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to being mad at Boston in a second. But right now, look at LA is probably still the consensus pick to win the uh, National League West. But you know, it's a surefire bet that the Padres are going to be contenders. But what Red Sox fans need right now is not to go betting. It's to get themselves a Built Bar. Bet you thought we were doing a bet online spot. No, we're talking about Built Bar. Oh, Red Sox fans, grab yourself a Built Bar. You're going to need them because guess what? Built Bar is all about creating great flavors. Cookie dough topper. Coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper. My personal favorite has always been the raspberry, but they got white chocolate peppermint granola. It's Bilt's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and still intensely tasty. And candy cane brownie, tis the season to have your 
holiday built bars built puffs are going to be the most delicious cloud you ever bit into and for anyone who hasn't tried built bars before they're the best tasting protein bars ever built they're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100 real chocolate 17 grams of protein and a shockingly low sugar and calorie content 130 calories what do you not sink your teeth to that first bite it's going to change your life forever it's going to be a spiritual experience for you i'm not kidding that look at there will be a time before you've tried these new built flavors and you know what there's going to be an incredible time afterwards they're going to restart time for you you're wondering which new flavor is my favorite uh that's an unanswerable question they're all incredible they're all so different you order a mixed box and you could try all the all five of the new flavors for yourself you got to try this. You got to get 15% off your order now if you go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. That's promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Okay. Time to be negative. Um, you know, logically, logically, the... Uh, the Red Sox not giving Xander Bogarts 11 years makes sense to a degree. I've said since John Henry has taken over the team, the Red Sox have had the sentimentality of Michael Corleone at the baptism, that they will let players go the minute they think that they will no longer help them. And sometimes it's been very frustrating as a Red Sox fan, but then you look up and you see a lot of times they've let players go at just the right time. Some players who have been wonderful players who helped them win and helped them be competitive, but they looked up and said, you know what, no more Garcia Parra. He's not going to help us long-term. Pedro Martinez is not going to help us long-term. Johnny Damon is not going to help us long-term. Kevin Euclid is not going to help us long-term. Derek Lowe is not going to help us. And so there is that frustrating feeling when you're rooting for the Red Sox over the years when you start to see some of the players leave and skedaddle, but then you look up and say, yeah, do you know what? They probably did the right thing. They probably did. You'd rather have them leave a little too early than too late because they've been able to retool. They didn't sign Pedro to a long-term deal, but that allowed them to bring in Josh Beckett. They didn't have Johnny Damon sign long-term, but that allowed them to develop Jacoby Ellsbury. You know, the, the, things happen and they move on. And you've seen the Red Sox under the Henry organization win four World Series titles. Yes, there have been some lulls and some last place finishes, but those are the moments where they retool. Let me ask you something. Would you want to have a whole bunch of years where in the playoffs every year but not win? Would you rather win a few and then have a few valleys in between? I think everyone in the world would pick the second one. And yes, Houston fans, there's a big cloud hanging over the last one. I get it. I'm going to keep mentioning it. But here's the deal. The Red Sox are a strange organization. They have been for a while. They're fascinated by other teams' free agents, but not their own. Travis Rowe just wrote, said, like, the Sox should have signed long-term two years ago. It wouldn't have taken 11 years. That's right. They got themselves into this situation. But you look up, and the Red Sox know that their fans will be back. Because every time there's something like this happens, 
I remember one friend of mine said it when Francona was let go after the collapse in 2011, he said he's never rooting for the Red Sox again. And uh, two years later, they won the World Series, and he was right there wearing his cap, jumping up and down. I was screaming at the Red Sox after the Betts trade, and I said, this team, they'll never have my heart again. 2021, Red Sox are in the ALCS, and I'm jumping up and down from them. They know they have a region. They know we're rooting for laundry, and they know that Red Sox fans will come back even if they let some of the big players go. So, oh, by the way, Cobra is now a, a big Padres fan. He said he's happy, but he wanted Correa. Well, guess what? Then then DFA uh, Bogarts and signed Correa. Get away from me. Um, but the fact of the matter is, they know Red Sox fans will come back. And there's no sense of saying if you're a Red Sox fan, well, maybe if we go on strike or blah, 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 shut up. Don't, you know, going on strike. If they start winning, Red Sox fans will be there in droves. It's just there's a, a sensation of why does this team who's courting, you know, signing Kenley Jansen, they signed Trevor Story last night. Why are they always quick? to bring in other free agents and sign big players, but not so quick by dealing with their own stars. You know, Ray Garcia just asked the key question. Does He wrote, does this mean things don't look good for Devers staying in Boston? Hey, uh, Devers is gone. Devers is G-O-N-E gone. You know it. And I know it. He's not coming back. If Betts wasn't coming back, and the uh, you know if Betts wasn't coming back, or if uh, you know they couldn't bring back Lester or any of these other ones, what are the odds that they're going to bring Devers back? Donovan Burrell says he hopes his Yankees trade for Devers. Well, let me tell you something. Look at, I need a little bit of a break. We're going to take a little break here. We come back from this commercial message. Guess what? We have a surprise guest here. That's right. We're not by ourselves anymore. All right, folks. It's a weird day if you're a Red Sox fan. And let me tell you something. There's a history of this. But I have live on the show, I'm proud to announce... Xander Bogarts is joining the show. Xander, are you there? Are you there, Xander? Oh, wait, no, I'm reading it wrong. It's not Xander Bogarts. It's John Frisch of Hold on, Hold on. I'm counting my I'm counting my Padres money. Hold on. <laughs> it is John Frisch of Locked On Angels. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you, Sully? I'm hanging I'm in there. Right now? I'm weird right now. Do I get to, do I do I have your right background here? You I didn't know who was popping in here. That's Jeff Ellis's. That's not you. There you are. I hey, just there you, you go. There I had you, you on there. There you are. Um, yeah, I mean, look at as someone who's a native New Englander, I've seen the Red Sox in the past let beloved players who should have been Red Sox for life hmm. walk. I mean, it's it's not always just this management, whether it's obviously Babe Ruth was one that comes to mind, but you know, Louis Tiant, Carlton Fisk, Wade Boggs. Roger Clemens, uh, who else? Uh, uh, 
you know, you know, Jacoby Ellsbury, although that wound up being the right thing for them to do. John Lester, Mo mm. Vaughn, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously the big one, Mookie Betts. Xander Bogarts, 10 years with the Red Sox, gave him everything. And again, I understand philosophically you don't give someone 11 years. And I, and again, Astros fans, I know there was shenanigans going on with the 2018 title, but there was something special about the team that looked like they were building a core of homegrown stars, Devers, Bogarts, Betts. You also had Ben Intendi, Bradley, lots of people whose name ended in B. Mm-hmm. And you had, you know, Christian Vasquez. It looked like there were going to be a team of that could maybe win a non-tainted title mm-hmm. and with homegrown players that everyone loved. And now the only ones left is Devers and he's good as gone. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're uh, as neutral of uh, a name as uh, we can go. Uh, <laughs> uh, Juan uh, Bermudez, I think it's the pronounced name. I'm not sure. Uh, says L F G S D. I think that means let's effing go San Diego. <laughs> hey, Juan, I'm happy for Padres fans. You guys yeah. a great shortstop. I'm happy that they're trying to win. I have a soft spot in my heart for the Padres. And it's it's odd that Don Arcillo will be now announcing Xander Bogart's home runs, but I but I but I digress. The what is your reaction to this uh just this this shocking move that's going to make a lot of Red Sox fans choke on their captain crunch when they wake up tomorrow morning. For me, I, I, I look at the years. I know you've already been, been talking about it, but so many of these long-term deals, I mean, we see it with Trey Turner. We saw it with Bogarts tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously Aaron judge last night. Uh, those are, nobody cares what the team's going to look like when these guys are 40 years old, because they're going to be, either in the World Series next year, the year after, the year after that, and probably have at least one by the time these guys are at the end of their their contracts. And that's kind of what I think this winter meetings and this offseason has looked like so far. It's just how do we get these guys on our team now? What's it going to take? And we'll worry about the, uh, the long-term deal down the road later on. I mean, my team knows what it's like to sign a bad 10-year deal. <laughs> And, and uh, not see anything come from that and how it can hamper a team. But these teams are willing to spend, man. Philadelphia, San Diego, I got to give San Diego credit for for spending that much money and and uh, just really being a much different team this decade than they were the last decade. Well, and you also take a look, um, uh, you also take a look at the Padres and the Phillies and to a lesser degree, the Mets understand that whatever the years are, whatever the money is, if they win a title early on, if they win a title at any point during the length of these contracts, then it will be worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. I mean, take a look. I mean, the, I mean, the, the Phillies, when they won the world series in 2008, they were doing victory laps for another 10 years. (laughs) I mean, the angels, when they won the world series in 2002, I mean, they went to the playoffs a bunch of times afterwards. They never got back to the World Series. Right. But there was still a sense that that was a successful decade. Yeah. Because you had the World Series title against my dad's Giants. It broke his, he, he was, I think, his final uh, 
words before my dad passed away was cursing out Dusty Baker for taking out Russ Ortiz in the, <laughs> the World Series. He never won three other World Series titles. He never could let that go. It's because my dad loved Bonds. That was Bonds' chance to win. Right. Season. But the, that title, when they went to the they, – they, they were in the playoffs in 04, 05, 07, 08. I think they lost the Red Sox three times. And then they finally beat the Red Sox in 09. Mm-hmm. But that, that, whole, that whole decade had an aura of success yeah. because of the title that was won right out of the gate. And if San Diego wins a title, be the first one in the franchise history, I've always called San Diego Buffalo by the Sea because there's, it's a city that is, just has its butt kicked Right in terms of the fans being tortured, but they'll never be included with suffering fans in Cleveland or Buffalo or wherever because you don't have to shovel a driveway in San Diego. <laughs> you go surfing, so the, the, the lousy weather seems to be uh, a part of it, which makes me actually feel worse for Padre fans because <laughs> they have all the suffering but none of the camaraderie or sympathy. Right. So um, I think this is they know that winning a title in San Diego or winning a title in Philadelphia or winning a title for Texas for the Rangers. If they, you know, there's a screw it. We've got Bruce Bochy with Sky and as many mm-hmm. people. There's a bunch. It's fascinating that you see a bunch of franchises with a sense of urgency saying, screw it. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's insane. And, and uh, it seems like everybody's kind of in that, that mode. Like you're saying, you see the Rangers go out and, and get DeGrom and, Again, that's another deal that's like, well, DeGrom's not going to be great when he's 40, and if he could stay healthy, he'll be really great this year. And, yeah. and, and so, yeah, you're right. It's, it's pushing all the chips in all at the same time, and a lot of teams doing it all at the same time. It, it's, it's an interesting era of, of baseball. Man, I, I can't remember the totals, but just uh, I think Jeff Passan tweeted just how much total contracts, uh, how much money has been spent so far in the winter meetings, and it's, it's crazy. But you know what I think is interesting is that um, I've talked about this a little bit. I think, and look, I'm a fan of the movie Moneyball. I think it's a good movie, but I also think it's a work of fiction. I think it also emphasizes things that are, yeah, yeah, it's nice to think the A's won that division because they had uh, Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy taking walks, but they barely mentioned the fact that they had three Cy Young contenders and the AL MVP on that team. I think I had more lines than Miguel Miguel Tejada did in Moneyball, and Tejada <laughs> won the AL MVP. You would never have known that. You would never have known they had Mulder, Zito, and Hudson all contending for Cy Youngs. I think that's why they won 100 games, mm-hmm. not because Scott Hatterberg was taking walks. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, there was such a fascination with that and with the Rays contending year in and year out with a shoestring because that was good for owners to say – hey, what if we don't spend big money on stars and we can pass it off? Like, hey, we're going to do what the Rays did. You know, They don't need to sign big stars. But fans like big stars. And mm-hmm. you know, the Phillies and the Padres show, hey, if you sign big stars, you might become relevant and good. Um, by the way, I'm going to say Donovan Burrell, who's a Yankee fan, uh, has been posting stuff. He says, don't be surprised if we see a Rangers-Padres World Series. Let me tell you why I would like a Rangers Padres World Series. That would give us something that we have not had. We've we would only have a World Series like that one other time in the last 100 years. And that is a matchup 
between two franchises that have never won the World Series. That's only happened once hmm. in the last 100 years that the matchup were two teams where it would be, we're each going for our first. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time it happened was 1980, the Phillies uh, against the uh, Royals. Now, Travis wow. Rowe is saying buying players rarely get you there. Travis Rowe, a Red Sox fan, is saying buying players rarely get you there. Travis, sit this one out. <laughs> sit this one out. The last time the Yankees won the World Series was right after they signed Sabathia, Teixeira, yep. and Burnett. Sit this one out, buddy. Hey, that, that Teixeira signing got us uh, the pick for Mike Trout, so yeah, I'm, ha- I know I'm you, happy you, for you, him. You're, 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 you're 100% for that. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I'm all for, you know, as I said, an owner's job. You know, the, in the end, uh, an owner's job is to give the general manager the money to put together the best team. Right. The owner should never be the GM, and the GM should never be the manager. Those are right. three different things, which is why I have a big problem with GMs telling the manager how to manage, and the owner should not be telling the GM how to spend the money. The owner should be saying, what do you need? I've got these big stars. Here's... I'm a billionaire sitting on a pile of money, and this is my fun job. So here, here's the money to get the right <laughs> players. Your job is your job is to spend the money on the right players. And where Travis has a point is you can sign players. Yeah. Now, I can think of, like, maybe well, – can you think of a player who was a big-time free agent who signed a 10-year deal with the team and it didn't work out? <laughs> Off the top of my head, let's see. Oh, I think I know one, Mr. Uh, Mr. Albert Pujols, uh, between 2011 and 2012, and he was 32. I'll put that in air quotes. He was 32 at the time when they signed him for 10 years. And, and that is, again, one of those deals where they were like, hey, if we get him, we'll probably win – you know, 2012, 2013, 2014. And we know that this is going to be a bad contract at the end of it. Um, and then, you know, obviously he leaves the angels and does well with the Dodgers and does well with the Cardinals. But um, yeah, we never really got to that point other than 2014 when they had the most wins in baseball. And, you know, they, they had under the wild card rules this year, they would have gotten in in 2012. They had a better record than the first place tigers in the AL central, but you know, them's the breaks, but yeah, just, uh, that, that's a, an example of buying player after player, uh, with Pujols not working out. They, they tried it with Josh Hamilton the year after that, that didn't work out obviously. Um, and, and Rendon, I'm, I'm still hopeful on Rendon. Uh, he's just had a couple of hurt seasons, but, uh, you know, not to make this about me, but I, I think there are plenty of examples of these kinds of contracts that are really bad but they're also examples of guys who were signed at 32, 33, you know, really yeah. pushing it in terms of baseball age. Well, there's a sense of that. There's a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the, uh, with, with San Diego and with Texas that they, you know, they're, these are teams that have never won. Of course, the Rangers were one Nelson Cruz leap away from winning the world series in 2011 yes. <laughs> and also the very remember the very next inning they were at two two outs and two strikes on Berkman as well I mean twice in the same game they were one strike away from winning at all um 
but the uh, but alas, they never did. I, I would love to see a World Series between two teams that have that sense of urgency. That, that this would be, will fun. be this will be this will be the greatest season in that franchise's history. I, I, I um, don't think the I don't think the Rangers will be quite there this year, but definitely soon because they have. But a that lot being of said, you there. didn't think nobody thought the Phillies were going to be there this year either. Well, that's fair. It, it could it could be you know. It, there, there have been instances where a team that looks like a surefire bet, and I'm not going into a bet online, <laughs> right now, but there have been instances where there have been teams that everyone, their moose picked to win the division, mm-hmm. and they had a regression year. Mm-hmm. You know, they had one year that they fell back. Um, uh, I, you know, uh, Rico Baker, by the way, is saying, is trying to defend the Pujols contract, saying it didn't work out. Uh, is ignoring that already got the Fox TV deal from that contract. It's a business guy. So you got to understand that. It's great. Yeah, it's a, it's a, that's like a, a chicken and the egg kind of situation. They get the TV yeah. deal because they got Pujols or do they get Pujols because they got the TV deal? And I don't know about you, but I follow baseball because I love the TV contracts. I love <laughs> uh, when you get fans. <laughs> my really favorite the, part. When I, 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 I remember when they raised that banner that said the TV contract at Fox. Yeah, it's a business. Who gives a damn? I, I, you know, it's like movies are a business too. But I want to be entertained by the movies. Actually, you got to understand that they were able to get uh, sell a lot of merchandise from that film. I don't care. I don't care. Do I care about their TV deal? I care about that. And and the and the deals and the marketing and all of that is is where my team has gone wrong in the last ten years. That's the uh, that's the turning point. If you if you were to plot it on a on a timeline, that's where you could see things start to. Go go south. <laughs> from uh, Ray Ray Garcia is asking an interesting question here. He said from uh, let me let me raise the let me raise this up a little bit here. Uh, from a competition standpoint, do you think the signs are a shift in Major League Baseball? Kind of how the NBA players teaming up uh, for uh, for a handful of realistic contenders. Um, so uh, uh, Ray, I understand in theory what you're saying. Uh, basically saying that, you know, is this going to cause that only a certain amount of teams are going to be contending and that, da, da. Um, didn't we hear this argument uh, with uh, the Red Sox and Yankees uh, signing all the, uh, all those players beforehand mm-hmm. in the, in the two thousands. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been hearing this, you know, we've been hearing this forever that it would be uh um, wait a second. What is going on? Okay, all sorts of all sorts of craziness is happening here uh, on Restream right now. Um, there it is. Been hearing that my whole life, and if we're living in a world where we're saying, how could we possibly live where the big market? You're you're almost literally saying the big market San Diego Padres are <laughs> make, make it's only a handful of teams can contend. Um, it was never worse than before free agency. It was always the same teams every year. Yeah. And of course there were fewer, there were fewer teams and there's also fewer chances to, to, there was only pennant winners, but you're seeing, you're seeing a, a great turnover of pennant winners over the last decade and a half since the beginning of the 2010 season, half the teams in major league baseball, have appeared in the World Series. Mm-hmm. The 30 teams, 15 teams have gotten in. And that does not include the Yankees. Mm-hmm. It doesn't include the big spending angels. I hate to break the news to you, John. Yeah. Um, you know, the, there's, 
there's a lot of teams can spend every team can do this. Right. Right. There's That's no the point. Every <laughs> single team can do this. Yeah. If San Diego could do this. Every single team can do this. That's right. There, there are no poor owners. One of the richest owners in baseball runs Cleveland. Okay. <laughs> okay. There are no poor owners. If you want to contend, they're, they're, the beauty of baseball as opposed to the NBA is there's really a, only a handful of difference-making superstars in the NBA at any one time. There's a, you know, maybe there's not a, uh, a Mike Trout, you know, a healthy Mike Trout or a healthy Bryce Harper all over the place, but there are difference-making players, I think a lot more difference-making players in baseball, mm-hmm. and if you can sign enough of them, you can have a contender. So I, I don't see it as a problem. I see it as a solution. If If a billionaire owner says, Hey, I bought this team to have fun. Let's have some fun and throw some money around. You know, uh, yeah, it's a business, but it's a, no one, you know, Warren Buffett didn't get to where he was because he invested in the Kansas city Royals. Okay? <laughs> it's a business, but you're getting into it because you want to have fun. Right. So right. there you go. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, I think, uh, like you said, any, any team could do this and, who would have thought the Padres would be doing this five five years ago? I was going to say ten years ago, even five years ago. Who would have thought that yeah. they'd be here today? And as I mentioned, you know, good for Bob Melvin, who went from the right? team that, that let every fly go. What do you say, whiplash? <laughs> like, Wait, you brought in Juan Soto and Sandoval? Yeah. <laughs> really? They're wow. on our team. <laughs> They're, they're, they're not being traded for not you know nine pretty good low a ball players right you that know. we'll see in five to six years <laughs> then you'll trade each one of them for five and them for five it's like a pyramid scheme exactly you know well look at hey john uh, it's late i got work tomorrow so i gotta I know. Get what are you going. doing <laughs> I can't go to bed like you know this is i you know what was i gonna do like uh uh you know not address this you yeah know, exactly <laughs> Oh, oh! Actually, you know, Ray Garcia has one last question here, and and this is, I think, this is an interesting question, and I'll bring this up to you. Um, where where the hell did it go? Why am I? Um, okay, sorry, I, I lost the question. But Ray was basically saying, um, uh, he was basically saying, is this starting up a trend where teams are really going for one World Series as mm-hmm. opposed to piling up a few? Um, I think, yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's not a bad thing. Think about what happened with Kansas City, where things kind of worked. And I'm sorry to bring up 2014 again. (laughs) But things, the the Royals had a relatively small window of opportunity, and they parlayed that into back-to-back pennants and a World Series winner. Now, granted, they've been dreadful the last bunch of years. Right. But if you're a Royals fan, you know that in 2015 you had that great moment that as a fan you can, you know, cling to. 100%. You know, think what the meant for the Cubs, you know, oh, or, the, yeah. or, the, or the Nationals, whose championship basically justified a decade of frustration. In, they were the reverse of the Angels in the 2000s, <laughs> yes. where the Angels won it initially and then – you know, peppered it with a bunch of the playoff appearances. The Nats did the exact opposite. They kept having the the frustrating ones and then ended with a finally title. got it. Yeah. Um, I I I don't see there's a problem if if you wake up and there's a decade where you have the the Padres, Rangers, Mets, and Phillies have all won titles. 
um, I think those fan bases will be happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, you look know? at you look at Giants winning it every other year for that stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's controversy around 2017, but the the Astros just got two within five years. So, um, well, so just say right now the Astros have back to back pennants and are probably favored yeah. to win the third. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, just, let's keep let's keep it simple. Let's keep the the controversy out. I'm just say that. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that you. You know, this basically what you'll have is the 80s. Mm-hmm. You look at the 80s, the only one team won two World Series titles in the 80s. That was the Dodgers. And those were two very different teams, 81 mm-hmm. and 88. You had the Phillies, you had the Cardinals, you had the Orioles, you had the Tigers, you had the Royals, you had the Mets, you had Minnesota, and you had um, Los Angeles again. And then you had Oakland. And uh, I can tell you all, you had uh, what, that's uh, that's nine fan bases in 10 years. Yeah. And some of those fan bases can't shut up about those. <laughs> that seems like a good, that seems like a good note to end on. Right yeah. There. <laughs> All, right. All right. This is uh this was supposed to be my panic one, but John first, thank for jumping in. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, I, we have a, we, uh, all of us hosts are on a, on a group chat and I threw a link. I said, anyone who's up, Come join me. So that's why John Frisch is my and, my surprise guest. Here. That's right, and and we're neighbors basically too. So. Yeah, I know. We're, <laughs> so we're using yeah. You and I could you know go to each other's home right now, but naturally we're using uh, uh we're using this technology exactly. Can't can't All do right. that right now. I I the 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 beast caught up with me for the first time in three years. I finally got COVID. So oh I'm, I'm, man, I'm quarantining. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, stay stay six feet away from me. Yeah. Um, all right, well, John, first, where can people follow you? Hey, we're at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram, and, of course, at Locked On Angels on Twitter as well. So be sure to check us out. Yeah, and I am at and, – and, by the way, thanks so much for making uh, Locked On MLB your first listen. For your second listen, well, obviously have that be Locked On Angels. I mean, what kind of a host could I possibly be? <laughs> but for your third listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast and it gives you all the best reactions, the biggest news, and big game recaps, and the tap of the, the take of the day. Not the tap of the day, but the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's late. This is my third podcast in 24 hours that I've sounds like you Sounds like you needed something off the tap of the day. Come on now. <laughs> Three podcasts in 24 hours. Don't you ever question my dedication That's to this right. podcast. This has been, once again... On the seventh day of December 2022. I think I'm done for the week. There you go. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. This has been Locked on MLB. Thanks, John Frisch. Please call me Sully.